Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Let's Go There and Happy Monday. Shar Giselle is joining me, Shira Lazar, filling in for Ryan. Filling in for Ryan. As we move towards Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, which I'm still so personally shocked by. Like, this week really snuck up on me. Oh, yeah. Like, Thanksgiving for me, I'm a single girl who lives alone. I always make gumbo, and I have to put my tree up. It's a lot going on. This week literally came out of nowhere. I'm not prepared. But you said you went to Friendsgiving, right? I went to Friendsgiving last night. But yeah. it still snuck up on me. I'm uh-huh. like, wow, we're already in the home stretch of November. Does it? Did it feel today when you're driving like everyone is on vacation already? No. I mean, the traffic felt the same <laughs> to me. Um, I am thrown off by the weather, though. We've had an unusually it's hot, so hot. <laughs> fall season. Here in California, season. like yeah. humid. Yeah, we've it had an unusually strange. hot fall season. But you just came back from New York. Shar... Uh, is showing off her view, the view mug. Oh, well, I look, I should mention that this is the view from home. Oh. So this is the mug. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the view, the talk show. Well, no, no, no it is. But they did oh. it from home last year. Remember, we were all oh, in yeah. Zoom. So this is from last year. But I do have a season 25 mug on the way Cute. being shipped to me. I had such a great time in New York, Shira. It was so good. I went to all of the talk shows. The highlight for me was the view because I got a chance to talk to Sunny Hostin. Wow. And she signed my books. I have both of her books. I have her memoir and her first novel. Some are in the bluffs. And I just had a great time, great friends, great energy, energy, great food. Both of my sisters live there. And it was nice. I'd never really been to New York City and really experienced it and been a, had the opportunity to be a tourist. Oh. So I had a blast. It did look so much fun. Yeah. But I haven't been to New York since before the pandemic. So really? I need to figure it out at a certain point. Maybe 2022 <laughs> at this point, right? Uh, well, thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that you had so much fun. We're happy to have you here um, again. We'll We'll be doing our show through Wednesday. Yeah. Entertaining all of you while uh, while you're traveling. And, and then music here on Channel Q over the holidays. But lots coming up on the show today. The evolution of saying grace, um, including if you're not religious. We're going to be talking about that at 425 p.m. Pacific, 725 p.m. Eastern. And what you might have missed at the American Music Awards last night in the T-Report with Char. Stick around for that in a moment. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. For the first time, more than 100 cities across the U.S. have earned a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign Foundation's Municipal Equality Index. How about that, which rates municipal policies, laws, and services that affect LGBTQ people. The report also shows that municipalities are often far ahead of their states in advancing LGBTQ equality. So I guess that gives us some hope, right? If it's at a local level and we're moving on up, at a certain point, that's going to hit federal. Yeah, Fingers crossed, really, because you never know. We've we've been blindsided before, so to speak. 
you know, yep. who's to say? That is true. It actually worries me more on the state level than even federal. Federal, like right now, at least recovered a bit. Yeah. The state level is very scary. Absolutely. And very sad news over the weekend. At least five people were killed and at least 48 more were injured when an SUV plowed into a Christmas parade Sunday in Waukesha, Wisconsin, city officials said. At least two children are among the injured. Police identified the suspect today and said he was involved in a domestic disturbance just prior to driving his SUV through the parade. Yeah, so I was watching the news this morning and he has no ties to any sort of domestic terrorism. I thought it was so interesting that he was fleeing an incident and this happened because how do you allow something like this to happen if you're fleeing and you get into a parade route oh, yeah. why not try to get out of the parade route like what then encourages you to floor it like I just I when tragedies like this happen it just this is why I don't like crowds this is why mm-hmm. I don't like large crowds because I just feel like there's a, a hyper awareness that has to come with that where you really have to be have eyes in the back of your head as the teachers totally. used to say growing up yeah and also a reminder for authorities like to set up the space better. I remember in at South by Southwest this happened and this was I believe like they were trying they were doing it on purpose to wow. hurt people and they literally pummeled through and killed a few people that on the main street. And then after that it was like police were always at those streets. Yeah, yeah. Because like that should be what it is for any sort of event like their street parade or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. I also feel like people, you know, they get a little they're they're lax because a lot yeah. of this stuff has, hasn't happened exactly. before. Exactly. But this is not 1993 anymore. True. So come on now. And now VP Kamala Harris made a big announcement today on vaccinations. Childcare providers offered drop-in services. Public transit agencies offered free rides to vaccination sites. Churches and barbershops opened their doors to become vaccination sites. And as a result of all of that work, today, as Dr. Murthy, Dr. Padilla have discussed, as a result of all that work, today we have effectively closed the gap in vaccination rates among black and brown adults. Now, to be sure, there is still work to do to end this pandemic. Well, that's definitely some big news right there. That is. And it's huge. That was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Shar? Well, Cheryl Lazar, did you happen to watch the American Music Awards last night? On social media, if that counts. Same. Oh, right? my gosh. I feel so <laughs> guilty as I watched highlights on social media. Personally, I, did, I wasn't invested this year. And normally, I, you know, I pride myself in being an award show girl. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, Cardi B hosted and she did a great job. Of course, she was authentically herself, totally. which is her selling point. A lot of people were making fun saying they can understand what she was saying. You know, she's got that thick Bronx accent that jumps out. I also feel like she just makes up words sometimes, but like it's so much fun. I love her. Yeah, she pronounced Jesus as Jesus yeah, when she won she her, has award. her own vibe. I love it. Well, yeah, so she hosted, and a lot of the winners, you know, it's mixed reviews. BTS won for best group. Taylor Swift won for best, it, I wait, think, artist. It's, by the way, it is rigged because Dick Clark puts this on, and they just, they, it's a, based on Billboard Awards, but it's also based on like they know they brought BTS in because they knew they'd get oh, a lot yeah. of uh, ratings, and they knew that Taylor Swift's. They could get her there if they gave her an award. That is true. Um, But other winners included Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, Bat, Bunny. Now they had performers like kids, kids, uh, new kids on the block. Excuse me, a new edition. They they combined performances. It was really nice. It was something for the older crowd. Throwback. Yeah, but BTS and Coldplay performed. They originally were supposed to perform with Megan Thee Stallion, their song that they have with her, but she backed out at the last minute. I'm not sure why. Really? Yeah. So they had Coldplay up there. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, Tyler, the Creator, Olivia Rodrigo. Shout out to Ryan Mitchell. 
I always think of him when I see her name because he oh, introduced, you know, his Halloween costume. Yes, he dressed up, our own Ryan Mitchell dressed up as Olivia Rodrigo. She looked beautiful. That She wore this like mermaidish colored dress. And she also took home new artist of the year. What do you think about that? I think she definitely has been that, right? I mean, who else was she up against? She was up against for new artist of the year. 24K Golden, I've never heard of them. Giveon, Masked Wolf, and the kid Leroy. I feel like Olivia definitely, um, not to like go against those other folks. Yeah. But I mean, she was like, she's become the new Taylor Swift, right? Well, Taylor Swift took home two albums. She won Favorite Pop Album Forevermore, and she took home <laughs> Favorite Female Pop Artist. <laughs> Producer Vanessa just had an eye roll. I, I mean, love music. And I, every time I hear our words, I'm like, did they, what's. What's well, behind this uh, award winning? Well, Who's every, voting? Every, and how? Do, what's their no, taste and in like music? And why do uh, why do we keep voting for Taylor Swift? I gotta get out of the mic. I can't do it. Every award <laughs> show is highly political, music oh, or yeah. not. But yeah, Taylor, it was an interesting award show. I think I'm gonna go back and watch the performances. I have no interest with all love and respect to Cardi. I just don't want to watch the whole thing. I just want to watch like I missed Chloe perform Have Mercy. Hey, I want to see that. That they um. Include that in the ratings, by the way, the social impressions. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, coming up next, what inflation means for the holiday shopping season and how it could impact you, or maybe it won't. I don't know. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. While we're in the middle of inflation and supply shortages, it isn't stopping anyone, it seems, from shopping. It certainly isn't stopping me. You are going out there and buying stuff. Yeah, but you know what also, what differs from me and a lot of other people I'd say is I'm a bit of a budgeter. (laughs) That's good. That's important. I've been like out there looking at crypto NFT stuff. I'm like, real things? Maybe you can teach me because I don't don't know anything about that. I don't know if you want to take advice from me, but thank you. Maybe. Uh, Emily Stewart is back with us. Vox senior reporter. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So prices are going up. Is the economy getting better, too? Because people seem to be spending their money. Yeah, the economy is better. I mean, if you think back to a year ago, this time, like, life was bad, right? I was looking at headlines recently that were like, COVID cases are soaring, COVID deaths are soaring. Lots of people were out of work. Uh, so the economy is better. Um, that being said, prices are higher as well. Inflation is rising. You've probably noticed when you go to the grocery store, when you get gas in your car, when you go out to eat, I certainly noticed. Um, to put a little bit of perspective, the Consumer Price Index, which measures what consumers pay for goods and services, increased by 6.2% uh, from a year ago in October. And that is the highest, like the 90s. So prices are moving up at a quick clip. But again, the economy is is getting better, even if it feels icky to pay more for stuff. Yeah, I was thinking, as you as you mentioned, like, I've told Shira I went out to, like, a bar and got a vodka soda. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 17 bucks, and the gas prices are, like, really yeah. insane right now. How What does this look like moving forward? Because there is inflation, like you mentioned, but our wages aren't rising. Like, we still have to pay more, and we're not earning any money. So, so, so how did you determine... I guess that this Black Friday would be boombastic in the way that you described it to be. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a big Black Friday. And we have seen people moving their shopping preferences around a little bit. Um, I do want to say, you know, wages have gone up for a lot of people, not for everyone, obviously. But for low-wage workers, wages are going up. Maybe not as fast as inflation, but we've seen wages go up. What we have seen is that people are sort of adjusting their kind of expectations for the holiday season and what they're going to buy. They're not necessarily spending less, uh, 
but they are just kind of like, you know, maybe they're going to, a lot of people bought in October instead of November and December, which looks like, you know, it kind of, the, the holiday season got pushed for, pulled forward a little bit because of supply chain issues. Um, some people are kind of going back to more basic things instead of buying like a bunch of toys and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I did talk to one retail expert who said, you know, sort of still offering discounts, but maybe not as like, as like deep of discounts, but they still want to get you into the door. And like the Walmarts and, and the targets of the world definitely still want to get you in the door and they want to get you in the door with low prices. Um, you know, I think also there is just a sense that maybe people aren't going to spend as much on, on gifts this year because they're finally going to be spending on other things, right? Like you can, maybe I'm going home this year for Christmas for the first time in two years. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going out more. So I just am spending a little bit differently. That's true. So what does a Black Friday look like? Or are people going to be going more online? Like I know there's Cyber Monday too now. It's, you know, we don't know yet. Like I said, it does look like quite a few people, you know, at least started doing some shopping in October. And a lot of the retailers have really been trying to push people, you know, to, to buy early. I mean, the media, right? Like everywhere you see, it's like buy early, buy early. Like we're not quite sure. It does look like people are going back to stores again a little bit more, which is interesting. And and I don't know, <laughs> I've definitely had people say, you know, you should go to the store because you're going to get a better deal than you're going to get on Amazon. And, oh. and I do think, and I don't know if that's, you know, it depends on what you're trying to get. And again, this is just like people in my life saying those things. But it is, I do think like the general thing all year is just buy earlier because I mean, every holiday season you want to buy earlier. This year, everybody's seen the million supply chain stories by earlier. I can't help but wonder how this will affect the sales since all of the numbers are a bit skewed, you know, with the inflation. Like, how will that then affect like when it's like, oh, this is 50 percent off or 20 percent off? Will it make a big impact if everything's more expensive? Well, that is one thing that one expert I talked to said that retailers are offering shallower and and fewer discounts than they used to. And that is sort of an inflation hedge in a way, because that way you're still kind of, you know, trying to get me in the door by saying, I'll give you 25% off of home goods instead of 40% off of the entire store, right? Like the point is to get me in the door, but maybe that I don't (laughs) feel so bad (laughs) when I'm shopping, essentially. And also these pay programs, right? I feel like that's really helping. Like Afterpay and Quadpay and Klarna. Klarna. Oh, yes. I'm I'm signed up to all of them. I love it. But I'm also responsible with them. I've never, you know... And they send you a friendly text or an email like, hey, we're coming for that thirty six ninety nine. It's not tomorrow. as big of a hit as putting down a lot of money. It's like layaway yeah. electronically. Like, remember that layaway we grew up with? Yeah. When? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Emily Stewart, Vox Senior Reporter. Thank you again and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, same to you. Have a good day. Well, next up, now that Rittenhouse has uh, been acquitted, what does that mean for the future of protests in America? We get into it next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So last Friday, of course, our show definitely covered the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. And over the weekend, there were different protests, marches happening in Kenosha. And this really stood out from one of the marches. And this made news. It was a a big story on NYPost.com, New York Post. There was this father-daughter duo armed with AR-15s that they said were to protect the demonstrators. This is how normal, I guess, this is going to become, right? And the, the, we should note that these were demonstrators for an anti 
yes. Kyle Rittenhouse protest. Yes. They said, we just do security for different groups. We're doing a favor for them. Uh, and so the, the one man is 50. He walks alongside his daughter, 16-year-old uh, Jade. And Jade has been uh, training to mm-hmm. use firearms since she was four years old. But her father didn't allow her to touch a weapon until she was 14. She's now 16. Okay. So we uh, we bring this up because, one, it I feel like it shows me how like sad things have come d- down to that we are now... Um, getting so used to just people being armed here in America, uh, protecting each other. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, protecting. And then this idea of vigilante justice. Yeah. How it's we've now normalized it officially with the not guilty verdict. Yeah, well, you know, America has been off the rails for quite some time, especially when it comes to gun reform. And we saw how, uh, even with vigilante justice, the acquittal of George Zimmerman, we saw, you know, I lost faith in any sort of gun reform after Sandy Hook and Republican lawmakers chose not to do anything. There's also this never ending argument about Second Amendment rights and how I do believe that if people want to own guns, they should. But I still stand by no civilian should have access to an assault rifle. An AR-15. It's no like, civilian. Come on. That is military style weaponry. You do not need that as a civilian. Even if, if you're hunting, you don't need an assault rifle. So it... it I feel like because America loves uh, blood, guts, and guns in their Bible, uh, this isn't going away anytime soon. And it does make me fearful of what the future of protests look like in this country, because Uh anyone is going to be able to show up. And and people can lie. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse lied when he arrived in Wisconsin and said that he was a medic and and there to protect. And and when he was really there to to cause terror and wreak havoc. Even in... You know, being online and seeing on social, there was someone that was in my feed was like, I'm a medic. But like when you're off duty, does not give you the excuse to be like just having all your things on you and acting. No, that like acting in that way. I'm not a fan of guns. Anyway, I should just personally say that. But I think it's also so funny that a lot of uh, right wing Republicans seem to think that liberals and Democrats are not gun owners because so many of us are. I am not one. I'm not necessarily a fan of them. But uh, I think that we we're already off the tracks. And this is an indicator of just how bad things are possibly going to get moving forward. Well, yeah, this idea of freedom, like we throw around the idea of freedom, right? Like, do you feel more free with more people having no. guns? Like, no. you know, knowing that, yeah, someone's there. Like, yeah, that protects them. Does it protect you? No. Right? Like, I don't feel more free and more safe with more people having guns. Let's be clear. If anything, it makes me feel more out of control and more feeling like something bad could happen an accident could happen and more people could get hurt I lost uh, someone that I who was a teacher at my high school to gun violence um, with a, a an active shooter she died in 2000 she was murdered in 2008 in Elaine Bryant in so Orland Park Illinois and I know that this is something the generation that we grew up in this is something that and I think also with me being a news girl it's something that's always in the back of my mind I can remember when I worked at Macy's cosmetics counter I had a bit of anxiety every time holiday season rolled around because you never knew if someone was going to be mad at consumerism and come in and light them all up. So I feel like this kind of like constantly having to be hyper aware and looking over my shoulder, I feel like that comes with, I don't know if it's an overexposure to news, but it just feels like anytime crowds are present, anything can happen. Yeah, we, quite literally we've seen anything the, can the happen. Concert in Vegas. Yeah, the the difference is in the past. I mean, it felt like okay, th- those people are criminals. We're now there's this weird like 
line, right? It's this blurred When you space think of like people like Dylan where, Roof. Where we're like, but are they a criminal, really? Yeah. Like, we're rationalizing people... Y- and um, creating violence and killing people. We're rationalizing radical white supremacist behavior. And it's really, like I said, where, where does the buck stop? Because right now we, well, we become keep moving desen- it. We're right. moving the goalposts. Right. Because we become desensitized. We see these images and these videos every day on, on, within the news cycle. Like we're desensitized to so much to the point where active shootings happening. We see the statistics. It's like four happen a day in the United States and they're not even breaking news or le- a lot of them I don't even know about because it's just become a part of everyday life in this yeah, country. And this is where other countries, I think, look, continue looking at us like. Well, someone I saw yeah. on Twitter, they said that America, the United States, is the how we look at Florida is how the rest of the world looks oh. at the United States. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, uh, why these Fox News contributors quit and more about Tucker Carlson's upcoming January 6th series. Ew, this should be fun. Okay, that's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, it seems like Fox News has some folks quitting over the misinformation there. This is interesting. If you know the Fox peeps are stepping it up, something must be going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg, two longtime conservative commentators on Fox News, said they're quitting, concluding that, quote, the voices of the responsible are being drowned out by the irresponsible. They were citing. That's been going on over there. I mean, (laughs) but now they said really Tucker Carlson's three part documentary, Patriot Purge, really brought this to the extreme. It ran on their subscription service, Fox Nation. So I guess a lot of us. Didn't see it. I mean, the trailer was out there for the public. If you're a part of Fox News' subscription <laughs> service, uh, you're pretty deep in the rabbit right. hole, I'd say. Um, but they said that it was a collection of incoherent conspiracy mongering riddled with factual inaccuracies, half truths, deceptive imagery, and damning omissions. And its mes- message is clear the U.S. government is targeting patriotic Americans in the same manner and with the same tools that it used to target Al Qaeda. Wow. Wow. That's literally all I have to say about I'm just so floored. I just recently found out that Tucker Carlson was following 
uh, Kyle Rittenhouse around and created a documentary about mm. that too, like a short piece. I just, you know, Fox News, it's one thing, and I just was having this conversation at a Friendsgiving last night. It's one thing to watch, you know, left-leaning news, right? Like if someone's watching CNN or MSNBC all day, mm-hmm. it's a total other to watch Fox because Fox incites a hatred that the other news stations do not. And I just... I, I just get so so irritated with Fox News, especially with this whole anti-vax push when all of them are vaccinated. Literally yeah, all of them hilarious. are vaccinated. But they, they're pushing anti-vax rhetoric. But this, this January 6th mumbo jumbo that Tucker Carlson put out is dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's when it, it gets to the dangerous. point of no return and where someone needs to call someone out, right? Like, I do believe Fox Entertainment, uh, whoever runs that, <laughs> does need to step in at a certain point and say, like, okay... This is not right, right? Like, and, and there, there's some legalities around this, wouldn't there be? I mean, I, it figures that they would be, but I feel like Fox News is so protected. I saw that two prominent Republicans, both Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, publicly came out and supported these two former Fox contributors in walking away. Oh, wow. But it's like, okay, now what's the next step? That's always my question when it comes to Fox News and things like this yep. happens. Now what is the next step? Well, the problem is, as long as Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram seem to be on air... This is all going to continue. They're the mouthpieces for trolling America. Yeah. I thought about Laura Ingram with uh, what's uh, the the white guy on the football team who didn't get vaccinated and said he was oh, immuni- immunized. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You remember how she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble a few years ago? Mm. But they're fully supporting him. I just thought that that was interesting. However, you're right. They're they're dangerous, and I know that. I got irritated earlier this year. I remember Showtime put out a press release that there's a scripted series coming out about January 6th. And I'm like, don't you all think this is too soon? Yeah, some of this is really too soon. <laughs> it reminds me of the Karen series also. And like, the Karen movie that right, came out. the movie. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? Like, I mean, I get it. We're in history and... and it's no, not that it's because... entertaining, but there's something that we want to tell. But it is too soon. Like, we don't it's need to be soon. focused on... Why don't we focus on getting ourselves out of this asshole that these, we're in. These insurrectionists <laughs> are going to be at home firing up the showtime to watch what part they, who played them? Does Meryl oh, Streep play true. me? It does glamorize it. It definitely gra- glamorizes it, but I think we should focus on the punishment of the insurrectionists because everybody wants us to move on and forget about it. We're coming up on a year of January 6th and what has happened? What has happened? No, it's divided us even what more. What has happened? Yeah. So it's just, this is I'm glad that these two had the gall True. and, and yep. the moral compass to mm-hmm. get up and go. But we need to see more of this because it's just not right. That is true. I'm happy they did step it up. Well, next up, updates on the Netflix employee at the center of the Dave Chappelle protest. More on that and more headlines on what's trending this hour next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, well, stick around for more music coming up right here on Channel Q. But right now we've got... Some more news uh, coming up on the show. Oh, and Shar, I just got so used to Shar being here, but I should announce that Shar Giselle is here filling in for Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that. Just in case you might be coming in, and be like, what is this voice? Well, yes, Shar is with it me. Is, it is I. They should know me by now. But thanks for right? the, the reintroduction. Of course, always. I've been at Channel Q since 2019 already. Holy I can't believe that. Time but is flying by. Go ahead, Shira. We're going to be talking about how you should handle holiday visits to unvaccinated households or unvaccinated friends in 45 minutes later this hour. Plus, does the New York Times have a vendetta against Justin Timberlake? I think so. That's in the Tear Report (laughs) with Char in a moment. First, let's get into some What's Trending This Hour. Tara Fields, you remember that Netflix employee at the center of worker-led protests against Dave Chappelle? 
is resigning from the company. That just came today. That sucks. I hear that Netflix, you know, all things considered, is a great place to work with great benefits. So it sucks yeah. that it boils down to this. But Ted Sarandos, you need to do something. I hope that his men- mentions were flooded on Saturday, which was Trans Day of Remembrance. Yeah, they, they got to figure that out. Definitely. Field and her former colleague, B. Pagels Minor, who we did a great interview with here on the show, are also withdrawing an unfair labor practice charge they filed against the streaming giant in late October. I wonder what happened. In the charge, the employees you think they settled. Maybe? Yeah, well, listen to this. In the charge, the employees accused Netflix, as we know, of retaliating against them for organizing the walkout over Chappelle's Netflix special, The Closer. Uh, but it seems like they've just both come to an agreement. It didn't say they settled, though. That's the weird part. Yeah. In this uh, article, but I, bet, I bet there was some payoff. They've resolved their differences with Netflix and will be voluntarily withdrawing their charge. I think money's still involved. No, it would have said it. This is from NBC News. A Netflix Who walks away from their job? And, well, you they've know. resolved our yeah, differences in a way that acknowledges the erosion of trust on both sides and we hope enables everyone to move on. They would not mm. confirm whether the employees had signed a settlement agreement. Yeah, something. See, see. Who knows? But Netflix okay. has the power to bury it even if they did settle. Yeah. Or they gave them some sort of what's it, when you, severance package. Severance package, yeah. Okay, and now... The White House has announced this around 95 percent of the 3.5 million federal employees covered by President Biden's vaccine mandate for government workers have complied with the requirement ahead of the Monday deadline. The Biden administration said it considers any federal worker who is in the process of getting vaccinated or requesting an exemption as in compliance with the mandate. And so they have a requirement that federal workers be fully vaccinated by today. November 22nd, 95%, pretty good number. Yeah. And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Sharp? Well, Shira, I got to say, cry me a river. Well, not me. Cry Justin Timberlake a river because, listen, Britney Spears and Janet Jackson fans are virtually just dragging Justin Timberlake. And I'd say rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They're dragging him with claims that he doubled as an evil villain in both of the pop divas' mid-2000s fairy tales. Now, what we should mention, in case anyone is forgetting, Justin was dating Britney Spears and he did not really help uh, her case as far as keeping her mental health afloat. Not saying that that was solely his responsibility, but he definitely contributed to the deterioration of that. And also 55-year-old Janet Jackson, we all saw what happened with the, the whole Super Bowl debacle from the 2004 Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. Well, recently, I just watched the documentary. I don't know if you have, but it's called, it's it's the New York Times, you know, documentary, but it's on, on um, Janet Jackson and it's, it revolves around the Super Bowl incident and you really see how Janet was punished and shunned and oh, practically yeah. blacklisted and how Justin was practically unscathed. Now, as mm-hmm. a fan of Justin Timberlake and a huge fan of Britney and a huge fan of Janet, I think that Justin was complicit in a system. Oh, totally. I can't say that Justin intentionally was was the villain. I think that he got caught up in it, but I also think that he didn't buck the system. He rode the wave. Yeah, unfortunately, at that time, he didn't have it in him to do that. I don't think he had it in him today. I think it came from the pressure of the yeah. internet. Because keep in mind, Twitter wasn't around. Because I feel like it would have been a more even-keeled balance if social media were around versus just newspapers and, and, and news programs. Well, in general, we're just at a different time. Like, if someone by that happened... 
it wouldn't be like, oh, oh my God, look at her boob. You know what I mean? We're just in a different time. Yeah. Free the nipple. I mean, come on. But I think race played a part into oh, this. Totally. It was sexism. It was racism. racism it was yeah. like all of it. So The Janet documentary, if you have not watched it, I am openly endorsing it here on the Channel Q Airwaves. It's quite, I mean, you don't learn anything new. It's what I call Wikipedia on screen. Yeah. Like you don't really learn anything new, but I just think it's so it, it's done really well. And Janet Jackson has her own documentary coming to Lifetime in January, so she'll be speaking on this. That's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. But when you get a chance, Shira, check it out. I know you don't, you're not really a TV girl. Well, I am. It's, I just haven't had time. But yeah, I, I I hear you on that. Do you think Justin is the villain in both of these uh, women's stories? Whether he intended played, to or not. I think it's not as much a, a, a villain. He's definitely been a challenge in their stories. I think he's a trauma in their yeah. stories. And you could say that could be villainous. Well, what I have to say is the Britney fans and the Janet fans, I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I don't blame you for, for getting on him. Even though, like I said, he's part of a larger systemic totally. problem. He happened to be at the, at the wrong place, wrong time Yeah, in, in that way. Okay, well, next up, of course, the holidays are here. So how to respectfully and assertively share your food preferences. This becomes a thing, by the way. Oh my We're going to get into it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So the holidays can bring up a lot of anxiety, including if you have different food preferences or your own limitations. So for me, this comes up because I've been a vegetarian the past few years and slash vegan. I say veganish. Okay. Right? And so it's always a thing, including during Thanksgiving where it's like based around the turkey, right? Like, oh, do we have enough for Shira to eat? Mm-hmm. Unless or even sides like macaroni and cheese that you can't eat. Yeah, I mean, I, and once again, because I'm veganish, I will, vegetarians actually will eat dairy and eggs. Like, I'll 
I will be more open to that here and there if it's a, a meal. But yeah. yeah, my family's vegan. My entire family. They are. My mom's husband. So my you're mother. the only one that isn't. Well, me and my my dad. My dad. We're we're vegan-ish. We still enjoy. We eat a lot of fish. Okay. Yeah. We eat a lot of the surf. I don't eat we don't any eat a lot of the turf. But my animals. my family is all vegan. Okay. But I mean, at the beginning, only one of my sisters was, so there was always modifications to everything. My parents were really, you know, they really went al- along you. with our stuff. <laughs> yeah, most most people are pretty easygoing about it. Some might push back, and here to share how to deal with this is Abby Langer, who's an owner of Abby Langer Nutrition in Toronto, heading to Montreal, actually, on Wednesday, so nice, Abby, to have you here. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so what are people supposed to do to be assertive yet respectful about this? You know what? You have to, like anything in life, you have to make your needs and wants known. I mean, I know food is very personal, and I think the big barrier for people is that they're afraid that they're going to offend somebody. But you can't go through life like that. You, You know, just like you were saying, you know, you can't sit down at Thanksgiving and without telling people what you want if you're vegan and then, you know, be expected to eat. So you need to communicate those dietary restrictions in advance. Wouldn't it be easier, and I don't mean this sounding dismissive or crass, but wouldn't it be easier if you had, like, I guess, dietary restrictions that... uh that called for something like veganism, wouldn't it be easier for you to just show up with your own Tupperware and things that you prepared so that you can still enjoy an all-encompassing meal instead of putting the onus and the pressure on someone who might not be used to cooking vegan dishes? Well, I think that's, you know, something that is a possibility. You know, if someone, if you believe that someone doesn't have the bandwidth, if you will, to to accommodate you, then absolutely, it's better to show up with your own dishes than, you know, put be stressed about putting them under pressure. But in most cases, I think that if the, the dietary restriction is communicated in advance, well in advance, yeah. um, I think, you know, and it's, it can be done. Yeah, I only I only mentioned this because you, we, we know Thanksgiving is a huge responsibility. There's a sure. lot of yeah. flour and all different types of stuff flying in the air, pots and pans. <laughs> and and then adding something extra, that, that's the only reason yeah, why I brought you know, it like, up. I'll just bring my no, thing. No, totally. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. And absolutely, that's something that I would recommend. Um, but you you know what? Like a lot of hosts are happy, more, more than happy yeah. to do something that accomplishes it, it just it's all it's you have like I said before you have to communicate it in advance don't just like pop it on to someone <laughs> maybe I say do you want me to bring my own thing like offer to bring it you know there's there's different ways to do this yeah and also don't assume because we live in bubbles in these cities that we're in like you know, you could go to somewhere and just assume because you've been in your own life, living your life, and you're working. Like, I'm busy, and then I, I'm having a dinner with my girlfriends this week, and they said, oh, we're going to this restaurant. Thankfully, I looked at the menu before oh. as they were reserving because there were no vegetarian dishes. So they ended up, like, calling up the place, and they were flexible. But if I hadn't taken that step to really, like, look at it because, you know, I'm busy. And I, those little things I sometimes don't look at in the midst yeah. of my life, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, Abby, and what do you do if you're on the other side of it and you're t- being given all these preferences? How do you deal with that, too? You know, I mean... 
you're not, I, my mom used to say, I'm not a short order cook. And <laughs> it's true. Like, you can't be expected to accommodate a ton of preferences. Like you guys said, I mean, Thanksgiving or any holiday meal, actually, or any meal, actually, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an endeavor. So you need to you know, temper those and say, you know, I think I can accommodate this or maybe, you know, you could bring X and I can do Y, like negotiate with people. Yeah. I have one one more quick question. Do you think in your personal opinion, do you think it's tacky to ask the person with the dietary restrictions to fund it? Because typically, so I only don't say bring that. it. Yeah, like, hey, oh. throw me ten dollars or something. I only say this because know. typically, you know, vegan substitutes and vegan things are a bit more higher priced. I mean, even the Not restaurant this day and age. Downstairs. Now, have you ever seen meats and oh. greasing and fish? Excuse me. Even the even the restaurant downstairs from our studio to get a regular burger. I, I think to get a Beyond Burger is two dollars more than if you want plain old beef. Oh. So, is it tacky in your personal experience and personal opinion? Is it I tacky to ask it. someone to be like, well, girl, if you want a uh, vegan tofurkey, I'm <laughs> going to need 44 bucks you know to make your vegan dish you know, like, i don't think i think it no i i mean what are you gonna do like that i would die from embarrassment if i had to ask somebody for like the extra two dollars but no i i think you know at preferences listen especially preferences where people like need them or you know vegan but it's not like someone who is on the diet du jour like some sort of grass-fed whatever needs to be like yeah, that's crazy. crazy dietary preferences. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Yeah, and most of them can be accommodated without a lot of extra expense. And listen, if you're hosting, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's what you set yourself up for. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much. That was Abby Langer, who <laughs> is the owner of Abby Langer Nutrition in Toronto. Who, by the way, Canadians have a different Thanksgiving. But thank you for joining us for our Thanksgiving come. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. Uh, coming up next, we are switching gears. We're talking about uh, gr- young girls being objectified and mm. what to do about it, why this is coming up right now next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are back and Shara Jassel is joining me in the studio oh, this yes. week. Yes, filling in for Ryan. It's always great to have you here. Now, we tend to go on Slate.com and they have this advice column series, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these questions have caught our attention in the past. This latest one was really interesting and I definitely think it's it's um a jump, jumping off point for a conversation. So this white mom wrote in about her mi- mixed race black daughter who is soon to be 10. I mean, very young, right? Mm-hmm. And saying how she noticed already people are making remarks about her body and what she's wearing at such a young age mm-hmm. and wondering, well, one, is this specifically something that happens to black or mis- mixed race girls or women? Secondly, what should she do about it? Should she be telling her not to wear certain things, right? Not to show her belly or wear short shorts, which, by the way, I mean, every girl, but every girl's wearing that. But she's noticing that no one would say anything about about the you know skinny white girl wearing it, and so like, what should she do? And uh, we'll get to the response from this person in a moment. But I wanted to get your 
take on this? For me, this goes hand in hand with how oftentimes black kids as a whole are robbed of childhood. Um, There were studies conducted. I remember the Washington Post released a study back in 2017 about how black kids as a whole are looked at as, quote unquote, less innocent. We see this with black boys, right? Uh, They're they're looked at as adults. I mean, people have been comparing Kyle Rittenhouse to Tamir Rice, 12 year old Tamir Rice. You know, he was shot and killed with he had a toy gun and they asked no questions and shot and killed him. So we see this with black boys and we also see this with black girls as soon as development, any sort of development starts. I also think that that people do tend to look at clothing and how it fits and it, things look different on you and I even. You know, if, if we wore the same outfit, it would look different on you and I. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bigger than you. I'm taller than you. And I'm a little thicker than you. <laughs> hey, yeah. But... I'm just I'm just saying like this is something this is a tale as old as time. People have always and historically policed black people as a yep. whole. And so unfortunately, it, it trickles down to to childhood, which, like I said, a lot of black kids are robbed of. They are looked at as adults. There are harsher punishments, you know, longer suspensions and detentions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where a white kid is m- might be getting a slap on the wrist. A black kid is suspended for 10 days for the same action, you know. Yeah. So um, this is very disheartening. But I think this is opening the mom's eyes up to some of the realities. Totally. So now you have a brown dog. Exactly. She's a white woman. She's like, oh, this is something oh, that this is I, what's had, happening. I didn't experience. Exactly. So this is what's happening. This is what it's like. And so uh, but I do yeah, think yeah, that the mom should should curve uh-huh. some of the conversation and some of the remarks that might mm-hmm. be made in front of her about her daughter. Yeah. And also my personal politics. If you're 10 years old, your stomach doesn't need to be out. That's just me per- that's char talking put some clothes on at 10 at 10 no 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 no, no. you and need I- to stay a little girl as long as possible yeah i mean so this writer which i thought was really interesting who's uh she said i'm a parent of a mixed race girl so i understand what you're going through but the the, the difference is that doesn't mean you've been through that that's no that's a bit of a yeah. difference um but she said as long as you're not breaking the dress code at school or anywhere else do whatever you make what makes you feel happy and comfortable i'm tired of hearing about women and girls being blamed for putting themselves in potential danger based on what they choose to wear which that is very true that's- i think it's always like why are you wearing it like bringing up the conversation with your child like why is this something that you like Maybe, yes. I mean, around that age, it's because all the other girls exactly. are wearing, or the popular girls are the Regina George is wearing it. Or they see George it in pop culture, it. right? Or and they like see a it in music pop video culture. and all that. So I mean, like that is th- that is difficult. We don't have kids, so obviously, we do, thank God. Um, <laughs> but I can't imagine. Like I, I do think self expression is so important. And the minute you start saying no, or they might think this of you. That creates a story in well, someone's see, that's, head. That's the thing. You don't have to provide an, an explanation necessarily. I'm imagining if I were a parent, my 10-year-old daughter would not have her midriff showing. That's just my personal politics. You're not doing... That's something reserved for when you're maybe 16, okay. not when you're 10. You need to stay a little girl. But I also have witnessed... I've had a front row seat. I had a cousin that developed kind of fast. Mm-hmm. And I, I witnessed how instantly she was sexualized at like 11 years old. Yeah, that is And, and it's gross. looked at as normal. You know, some of the comments that were made about her, her breasts and her butt and her hips, it was, you know, no one really batted an eyelash. I mean, of course, her parents had something to say, but I'm talking about like when she and I would maybe walk to, to the corner store to get a bag of chips and some candy. Oh, yeah. You know, there were these comments made and it was clear. I mean... 
her body was beginning to mature, but that face was still very much 11 years old. And also her mind you know? is very much 11 years but old. But I'm saying her face was too. Like okay. they knew that they were talking yeah. to a child, you know, and these are a lot of times teenage and grown men that were making these grotesque comments about her body. So I think that unfortunately, until black kids are in, afforded an actual childhood and not made to, you know, pop out the womb and then all of a sudden we're, the world is treating you Beyond like you're defense. 16, yeah. you know, th- this unfortunately isn't going to change. But but um, I don't. I don't know what like like you mentioned. We're yeah. not parents. Let I don't us know, know what, what your take is on this at LGT Show or what what you do with, with your kids. Race plays what, a part into this and body type for sure. Definitely, and it might it. be because white women are inherently looked at and white girls are inherently looked at as more innocent and more yeah. pure and oh, more delicate. Oh, this is a, such a cute little outfit you're wearing. Yeah. It's yeah. not just like oh, you look like an S word. People need to challenge Can I their say own. That or yeah, all people of need that. to challenge their own um, biases when it comes to that. Before you write that detention slip or call that student to your office you need to step back and examine some of your biases yeah there, <laughs> i'm just i'm just i was saying, thinking of a movie if katie show can get I away saw. with it tanisha should be get, able to get away with yeah. it as well oh what's that show on netflix about uh about the first asian headmaster or not headmaster uh like the head of a program that um, i'm not who, sure if i know yeah there's someone that's in it anyway so it, they, like it just brought up a scene where there's a, a young girl wearing like really t- um, like short shorts mm-hmm. and the white professor like older white professor is like that is inappropriate to wear and she's like really is it you know what I mean it's yeah. just like it's also a generational thing I think too yeah I just personally I think little girls should stay little girls as long as possible What's the rush? And this is coming from someone who was rushing to grow up. On the other it's side of that, that it's that like, yeah. what's the rush? You do not need, you know, Daisy Dukes and your midriff showing at 10 years old. Not saying that that's what this little girl was doing, but there's a, just a certain aesthetic that goes with being 10. Sit in that. Or Put if you're just in Europe away. and all that, you might be running around. Like, people are just so open and just like running around <laughs> naked. But there with are repercussions, each other. unfortunately, yes. in American culture. There are True, repercussions. True, that's it. That's it. It's all, it's all because of America. All right. Next up, we're getting back to the holiday theme how to handle unvaccinated friends and households over the holidays. We're here for you. That's next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we didn't deal with this one last year. I mean, last year at holiday events, I feel like it was more about making sure you with people that just believed in the same things as you. I mean, like this year is a different version of that. Last year, I think it was about masks or making sure they were in the right bubble or they got tested. I was about to say, last year we were actually discouraged from yeah. gathering for holidays. Yeah, you're right. I had, I guess I had people influx, in my bubble. the surge That's of true. COVID, we were discouraged from gathering from holidays. That but is people, true. People like Shira still did it. I did it with my bubble, with Ryan. <laughs> I know you are. But now I'm thinking about that. Yeah, it was a very small group. It was yes, I was in invited and I intentionally did not come because because I, I did not know. It's not a you and Ryan thing. It's an everybody. I don't yeah, know where true. people are. That's I real. I don't know where these people are going. And I went, uh, you know, without catching COVID. And you know how the conversation has evolved now that we're vaccinated. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, Mm-mm. my whole thing was I live alone. Who's going to nurse me back to health? 
when I'm sitting up here and I can't breathe and can't move and get out of the bed. I live alone. You don't have you don't have any pets. Well, I don't. But yeah. I also don't have a partner no, or anyone like I would be in my apartment suffering alone and left to my oh, own no. vices. Well, so now I want to have turkey. <laughs> the big thing is how to deal with the unvaccinated households or friends over the holidays. This is really interesting. Oh, one, I'm about to deal with this. I have one, My aunt isn't vaccinated. My whole family is my one aunt isn't and she's even married to someone who is she's now yeah. why isn't she she, she watches she downloaded fox nation no no she's just very into holistic health and she's like i asked my body if it wanted it and oh it my said no dear. so you know the privilege in I that mean, wow uh, and also yeah she gets to stay at home and not be around people so it's not like she it, i'm sure if she had to be out there out and about with folks it would be different but she's still planning on gathering well, with her family who she's been with, like oh, okay. my Okay, so you all have been around her. Well, I haven't, but my dad has. Okay. Right? And so I guess I'm going to see her. I wasn't sure if she was going to be there, but I, I I think she will be. And it, it this is a whole interesting thing. Like, these conversations, we've, we're now getting used to having them, but how do you deal with it? And and I, I think that it gets in sticky territory because, yeah. I mean, it, it, li- listen, historically, family gatherings have always been messy. Exactly. Because, you know, you bring up relationships, uh-huh. love, sex, mm-hmm. politics. And now on top of all of that, the cherry on top of that disastrous cake is COVID-19 protocol. Like, are you which people are vaccinations? Very, people are very passionate about COVID-19 just as well as they are with love, sex, politics. So it's just, I I don't know where I, where I stand with this. I really don't. I'm someone who's vaccinated and I follow science and I'm totally yeah. team Fauci. I need, as a matter of fact, I need to get my booster. But I um I don't know where I stand stand with this. I think it's because people who are not vaccinated, my natural inquisition, I want to know why, yeah. but I also know it's not going to do anything but irritate the hell totally. out of me. So here's my thing. Yes. I think that if it's like a whole household thing and you know where they're at, like politically, I feel like, you know, just avoid it. Avoid the headache. Right. Or the trauma that will ensue from that meal. Yeah. If it's like one person that you feel like, OK, like my family, all of them are. There's this one person I'm going to show up. I don't even want to get into it with her, to be honest. I don't feel the need. So I don't but want see, it. it's I all don't... fun and games as you're avoiding the conversation, and then she winds up with a tickle in her throat, or someone gets sick, or something well, like. Well, she, yeah. My hope is, I think that you need it, and this is the thing. The Washington Post did have this article on it, how to deal with it. Just quickly, how to deal with it, I think, is making sure one, like people get tested. If you're not vaccinated, you should get tested. If you're uncomfortable with that, then don't come. Don't come. And rapid tests cost money. I should note that. But yeah, I totally agree. If you're unvaccinated, go get tested before you gather with family. Yeah, make sure everyone feels safe with you. If yeah. you're going to be the one that's going the onus outside the norm, it's on you. Yeah, the, exactly. it's it's on you. You are patient zero. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, Adele is asking Spotify to do something unique for her latest album. We'll tell you what next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, I'm Adele for you. So good. So good. And Have you been enjoying her album? Did you listen? I need to like fully listen to it. I've been listening to more of the singles, I'll be honest. And we actually, what? I I just said that this season I'm staying away. Like I'm not watching Love Life on HBO. I'm staying away from Summer Walker's (laughs) album. Yeah. Staying away from, but I did cheat and I listened to some of Adele's album. And I really love, I think it's track number three. The one with that features her son. Oh my gosh, mm. I love that one. It's very sad, but it's so well. I just feel like it's like a therapy session. But I, I said, yeah, you know, I didn't want to listen to sad girl music because That's I've been. 
this time last year, I was really, 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 really sad. <laughs> I would love to see what optimistic Adele looks like, if that's ever going to happen. Like, I, I think so. I think she's getting there. Because yeah. this album was about self-awareness. But I just wanted to check in to see if you'd listen to it. I haven't fully, but we actually do have some news in the T-Report about Adele's album. Yes, we do. Up and what she demanded from Spotify. She's got those demands, girl. Love it. That's in a moment. Plus, the evolution of saying grace and how to do it if you're not religious. We're here for you. That's in 15 minutes. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. The House Committee investigating the January 6th riot at the Capitol issued subpoenas today. More to high-profile allies of former President Donald Trump, including Roger Stone and Alex Jones. They're looking at Stone, who was a longtime advisor to Trump, and Jones, who you might know as a conspiracy theorist, who claimed that the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre in Connecticut was a giant hoax. Which I still can't believe. I still is, yes. is that the way that, you know, extreme gun enthusiasts can sleep at night? Pretty much. Let's just believe it was a hoax. So we don't believe that these five-year-olds were gunned down in cold blood. Like, we don't want to take any action or responsibility. Ugh. So, yeah. Um, and then also the committee is demanding records and testimony from three other individuals as well. Dustin Stockton, who they said assisted in organizing a series of rallies after the November election. Jennifer Lawrence, you might be seeing this name. It's not Jennifer Lawrence, the actress. Really? It's a conservative activists. Oh, yes. if I were Jennifer Lawrence, the actress, I'd be so annoyed right? by this. Oh my gosh. It doesn't even say the middle name so you know it could be different. It just says Jennifer Lawrence. I she had needs, to Google this. She needs to put Jennifer M. Lawrence. I'm so glad I have a unique name when it comes to that. And I forgot to text you when I was in New York. There's a business called Shira Laser. You know what? Everyone texts me that <laughs> picture. I've gone to that so many times. I was like, oh my God, it's one letter off from being it's, Shira, yeah. well two. It's laser like uh, if you're getting laser hair laser, removal. Yeah. But it, it literally says Shira Laser. It does. I said, wow. It I wonder does. if she knows this, but it's funny that people My other business. <laughs> okay. Uh, and finally, former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen has been released from house arrest after serving time for tax evasion, bank fraud, and lying to Congress. Here's what he had to share with the press. I will not cease my commitment to law enforcement. I will continue to provide information, testimony, documents, and my full cooperation on all ongoing investigations to ensure that others are held responsible for their dirty deeds and that no one is ever believed to be above the law. Okay, Michael Cohen. <sighs> Goodness. And that was what's trending this hour, what's happening in entertainment news. Shower. I just can't wait for all of Trump's cronies to just be in a paddy wagon. They obviously haven't learned their lessons. <laughs> Nevertheless, what Adele wants, Adele gets. Okay. okay. Now, we just were talking about her latest album titled 30 that dropped last Friday on the 19th that neither one of us have listened to in whole. But Adele reportedly, well, she also confirmed this, but it was reported that Adele removed, she asked Spotify to remove the shuffle button as the default option when the album's playing. She ended up retweeting the tweet that was originally tweeted by Pop Crave, and she went on to say, this was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into track listing yeah. for no reason. Our art tells a story, and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening. Now I have to ask you, Shira, mm -hmm. are you a shuffler when it comes to uh, to, to albums? I, I do, because once I've listened to the album, sometimes I want to mix it up, right? Or you want some spontaneity to it. 
I'm not like I shuffle playlists. I have playlists that I've curated on my phone. Chill out, have fun. Like sometimes I got, you want a surprise though. Like if you're jogging, even though you wouldn't listen to Adele jogging, probably no. But um, sometimes, like if you know it's coming up, it could ruin it, right? So you kind of want a surprise. But like she said, it tells a story. That's true. Listening to her, first of all, Adele has had one of the most traditional classic album rollouts with the promo. What from what I'm hearing is it's reported that her streams are down because her the physical copy of her album is in such high demand like 4.5 million copies bring it back so i what i think this made me think of beyonce's lemonade mm-hmm. you have to li- that tells a story beyonce's yeah. lemonade on shuffle is not going to be a fun experience for you so it's not like a dance album right like it, disco, it, it's like not disco but electronic dj set right i feel <laughs> like, like when people string together comprehensive albums that tell a story you should listen to them in totally. order and i mean this yields to adele's power she asked spotify to take it off and they took it off good for her and good, good on them for listening. You know, it's like a Broadway show, a musical. Yeah. Listening it all the way through. Although even I'll listen to Rent. I'll listen to the song on Shuffle. Shuffle. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about Dreamgirls. You know, it's always Beyonce for me over here. I could not, li- like Dreamgirls tells a story. It tells yeah. a story. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, that was so much training this hour and tea. But coming up next, we're going to talk about seeing grace, how a moment of thanks, whether you're religious or not, adds meaning to our meals. Next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So again, you know, all these conversations come up as we approach the holidays or we're going to be with family. This idea of saying grace has popped up and there was an article that really caught our attention in the Washington Post. Again, great source. We love having them on the show. And it was about how, you know, even if you're not religious, the idea of saying grace has evolved, right? Uh, And and I don't know if that Um, is the case for you. Yeah, I was sharing with you that culturally, black people, a lot of black people say bless the food. Okay. We don't say saying grace. Like, our language has evolved. But I have to ask you, because I was raised Christian, I know that you're Jewish. Did you grow up saying grace and blessing your food? No. So, you only did for, like, the Jew Jewish holidays or Shabbat, the Friday night dinner, where if you would bless like the challah, the bread. I actually, as I'm getting older, finding that I want to create more of a gratitude blessing before I eat. And it's a bit more aligned with like slowing down conscious eating like a lot of pippy dippy people do you know they, I mean, they might they might rub their hands and go yum you know you're putting in like oh good gosh. vibes to the food but like just saying like thank you for this food like let this food do be good in nourish, my body that's literally nourish, the script yeah, exactly. let it nourish bless it's just the another hands, way of doing it bless the hands that provided exactly. this food like that's literally part of like the traditional uh, like, black prayers yeah. that go around so like right now I, yeah, I could say like thank you to all those who made this possible let this food like in my body like do its thing well like thank you so much for all of it um well here to talk more about grace and more is mj ryan author of attitudes of gratitude love that thanks for being here i'm so happy to be here together with you just before thanksgiving yeah exactly (laughs) lots of things to be had so is through doing your own research and writing books on this subject how have you seen grace evolve Yeah, so that's not a word I usually use. I know that the Washington Post used that word, but I just say a gratitude practice Mm. that it's beautiful to do at the dinner time, mostly because we're all together, and oftentimes we're not all together at one time except for them, right? And and so it's, it's really an opportunity to be thankful for whatever it is that you want to be thankful for. And um, the word great, as you said, you were talking about, often has a religious connotation that turns people off. Um, so that's why I, I, I think about doing a, a thankfulness 
a practice or a gratitude practice, or as one of the teachers of gratitude said, gratefulness practice, because mm. gratitude creates a sense of fullness, that we have what we need, at least in this moment for our li- in our lives. I'm interested in knowing, in your opinion, how this has evolved, because when I think about, like I mentioned, blessing the food, that is something that has strictly religious connotation to me. And so would gratitude, in essence, kind of sort of be the same thing if you're expressing gratitude to the source or whatever you deem provided or made a way for the food to be on your plate? Like how how has this conversation and this practice evolved over time? Yeah. So about 20 years ago, I put together what I called uh, blessings for the evening meal, which were things that were not strictly religious, any particular religious orientation, but were just beautiful readings that I thought were great. And it was about then where gratitude started to come into the understanding of the importance of. When positive psychology arose, we started looking at the positive emotions, not just the negative emotions, and they started doing research into the positive emotions, and they found that practicing gratitude, for example, is one of the easiest ways to get happier in our lives instantaneously. So here's, we can just do it right now. Everybody think of something really specific that you are thankful for in your life, right? Think about mm-hmm. that, and then notice how you feel. If you feel even a teeny-weeny, it's a bit better. The thing that I think is important about the practice is understanding that it's not an either-or thing. It's an and thing. Mm -hmm. We can acknowledge all the challenges, difficulties, pain, oppression that there is in the world, and we can say, given that, what are we still, can we still appreciate and enjoy? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, sorry? No, so it's an and thing, not an or Both thing. and instead and, of either or. Yeah, which people use, do Correct. say that. They'll be like, well, yeah, how, do, how am I supposed to feel this way when all this bad stuff is happening? And you're like, well, we're Absolutely. not saying to delete that. Like, that is happening. But, like, what yeah. you, have to, you, you can see and acknowledge the other side as well. Exactly. And when you shine the flashlight on what's good and whole and true and wonderful in your life, it gives you the energy to fight for it. To, um, to have a wider view than just the bad stuff, which helps with our mood, obviously. Um, and, helps, um, and, and one could argue it, it, uh, it kind of, uh, I guess, co-conspir... It, it ties into manifestation as well. If you focus on the good, you'll attract more good, right? Yes, yes. And again, I always see, I want to make sure that people get, we're not trying to be, say that we shouldn't acknowledge the bad stuff. Yeah. It's a, really a practice where you come together, whether you do it at night or at dinner or you do it in the morning. It's really just a chance to, chance to think to yourself or share with other people. Yeah, well, that's true. And what do I appreciate? And do, what do I uh, acknowledge as something that I, good that I've got? And that's, yeah. that's a really powerful practice to help us bring our body, mind, spirit it. back into balance. Well, there you go. An idea for all of you as you come together at your meals coming up. Maybe bring this to your table. This will be something new that you can bring to everyone. I think everyone should. I mean, yes. in essence, this is all linguistically just different to me, but it's totally. it's still it's the same thing. Connected. It's still prayers. Exactly. But it's just a, a change in language, in my personal opinion. Uh, well, that was MJ Ryan, author of Attitudes of Gratitude. We appreciate you for joining us today. We're grateful for her. 
<laughs> um, and now coming up, this celeb is bringing up the debate about dressing for dates and how casual is too casual. We get Ooh. into it next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The Wall Street Journal, of all places, came up with this new rule book for first dates. Wall Street Journal, what are they doing getting involved in this conversation? And according to them, they say the new trend is, you know, go in sweatpants, no makeup, do your thing, and that's okay. And then to add to that, you know, Kiki Palmer was on the Drew Barrymore show, show, and she also talked about kind of was her her mom talking about how she could dress down yeah because kiki was getting ready for a date and she said mom i really don't feel like she didn't have any makeup on and she didn't have her contacts and she had glasses her mom was like just go as you are let him see you as you are kiki said that was the best date of her life so well maybe because she's also a celebrity and a big name like at that point like you know it's almost good to see the other side of this person versus them full movie exactly because that's how you know them yeah right and so like it kind of like brings it brings back like I'm on the fence about d- this topic though. It a bit. What? I'm on the fence about this topic. Okay, why? I recently went on a date. There's a guy that I'm currently dating, um, on and off. But I when we first met, he invited me to a bar in in a in a in a hipster type neighborhood uh-huh. to a bar. It was noon on a Friday. I wore hoodie, jeans. And sneakers, and I had my hair in a ponytail. But there's a cuteness to that. that yeah, that's granted, a cute look. I didn't, I didn't look like you know a, a slob kebab. I was still put together, but I did not feel the need. I felt like that was appropriate for a bar on a Friday at noon. Why am I getting glam and throwing on a pump, throwing on a, a six-inch yeah. stiletto to go to a bar for lunch? Yeah, here's the thing. There's two extremes. Like you don't want to overdress. Like you care but too see, much. But see, that's subjective. Exactly. But then there's people that you're like, wow, this person dresses really well and they've good style. Good for them. Yeah. Like I feel like for where what your baseline is, right? Whatever your what whatever yeah. that is to you, I would say look good, feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Put some effort into it, including if you like the person. But then don't kill yourself. Around I, th- it. I yeah, I think effort matters, and much like what you were just saying, like I'll call it the Kiki Palmer effect. I feel like. On, I'm on dating apps, so the best of the best is out there of me, okay? Like, the best of the best, right? So meeting me and having me a bit more relaxed, I imagine, would be a, a breath of fresh air. And I also think that it depends on the setting, right? Because I would not have gone to Mr. Chow's on a Friday night in a hoodie, jeans, and sneakers. Yeah. But because it's a bar in a hipster neighborhood, yeah, why not? I felt that it was appropriate. It was noon. It wasn't even 2 p.m. It was noon. Yeah, all right, that's you like know, lunchtime. You're coming from work, maybe. Yeah. And if it's spontaneous, here's the thing. If someone really wants to meet meet you and you're in your casual clothes, then they know what they're getting, right? If you've been running around, they're like, no, I need to meet you now. Let's make Uh, this happen. We've been talking too much. mm. And you warn, you go, "I'm, I'm not in my best, right? Then they get it. There's also a lot of people that think it's cute to see someone in the casual look. I feel like people slash, I'm gonna say men, have gotten used to like you know they see us at the club out and about and the other well, the pressures on us well on, the turn on, on women, is sometimes to be casual in relationships with women linked to men the pressures on us to show up because men are typically not showing up in a three piece suit well, with a, a fresh haircut but I'm saying if we're throwing on dresses and heels oh, yeah. and makeup and curling our hair oh, and yeah. they show up in khakis and a Mister Rogers sweater 
It's it's a it's a different type of or a t-shirt because this yeah. is what they're showing and a fresh pair of, uh, of sneakers. They're not putting it. The efforts not matched. It's more of an audition. I feel like from our end, mm, which yeah. I don't like. But what I should also mention is it would be a turnoff to me if a man showed up looking a certain way to a certain environment because I do believe that there's a time and a place for That's everything. True. Oh. So if we're going to dinner in Beverly oh. Hills, for example, and you don't look the part, no. yeah, I'm judging you. Oh my god, you yeah, I'm judging you. I, I try not to be judgy. I'm not a, ju- a judgy person, but my ex w- would wear these little sweatpants, but they were like sweatpant pants. So, but he wore them everywhere. And at a certain point, I was like, this isn't appropriate. Like, please put on an outfit, like be an adult at a certain point. If we go to dinner in Beverly Hills and you show up in sweatpants and flip flops, I'm judging. Like, I just feel like, and you know what? You all can be mad listening. I just, I still stand by. There's a time and there is a place for everything. And that's even, especially I feel Uh like because this topic is dealing with a lot of like first dates, you know, first impressions mean the world. And I feel like Mm -hmm. if we're meeting for a first date and we're at a nice restaurant and like you mentioned, we are adults. We are not in our early 20s. We're not in our late teens. I date adults. (laughs) I expect you. I date adults with jobs, you know, who got some Thing going on, I expect you to look the part, or you got to have a, a really, really good excuse because I'm going to be judging you, and I might even, I probably will question you. What's up with this outfit at the Mister Chow's? Yeah, like, are you, do you Why always you, dress like this? I'm, I'm dipped in butter over here. You, hey, and you look like you rolled out of bed. You want someone to meet you where you're at. When I had uh, the, my first date with my partner, I mean, we were friends, but like, I was working all day, and he showed up. Like, I did not because I thought we were on a friend hang, and he showed up all clean, but together i felt bad wait you all didn't have that clarification prior to to meeting up well because he came over so i was kind of like in on my calls and he comes out you know because he obviously was interested yeah i was putting him in the friend bucket but see that's nice to know that there's effort there because in my experience there hasn't been a lot of effort coming from men as far as like wanting to impress me okay you know what they what they wear i mean i I do i have dated flashy men with jewelry in the shoes yes and then it goes the other extreme you're so flashy you think and care more about yourself than me like then that's the other side so as we wrap this up what's your verdict on on first dates are you for the no makeup and the sweatpants or do you think something let them see it all no i think clean up but do it for yourself don't necessarily do it for yourself don't perform exactly and don't be performing on these dating apps either be yourself because the truth will always come to light darling the truth will set you free okay uh coming up a new trend happening millennials are sharing something they've said recently that made them feel old and it's too real we'll share what it's making us feel old next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We love those uh, trends on social media where people are just, you know, venting about different things. Well, the latest one is uh, what's a thing that millennials have said that make them feel old? You know, most of us are millennials here. You're, but producer Vanessa, you're a millennial. You're yeah, a produce, she's 30 right? I'm yeah, losing track. I said, yeah, she's a Vanessa. She I mean, is. yeah, she's a millennial. Um, and so, you know, this started on Reddit, but it's, you know, catching a lot of people's attention. We saw this article on BuzzFeed. So is there something that has come up for you lately that has made you say, oh, I feel old? Well, you know, I personally, I fall into the Capricorn stereotype of, you know, as soon as I was born, I was a 40 year old. I've always been a bit more mature than everyone and always been in a rush to be. Even now, mm. I'm... 
I age myself a lot, even though it's like, oh, my God, I'm about to be 34. I feel in a lot of ways I'm just an old soul. I've been told that my whole life. I don't know if that's a trauma response. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things. I can't pinpoint anything, but I'm sure that there are a lot of things. I'm looking at this list right now that BuzzFeed compiled, and I subscribe to a lot of them, except number four. My knees don't hurt. I still have Megan the Stallion. <laughs> no, I still have Megan the Stallion. I'm not at an age where my where I'm getting up and my bones are creaking and cracking. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm there. I am I there. Vanessa's already there. She's younger than I both of us. I always say my knee hurts. No. Got to work on that, producer Vanessa. Yeah. But I, I, I do pop my hips and I... That started a few years ago, right? If I've been like sitting too long, driving. Y'all need some collagen. So I know, actually, you're <laughs> or right. Or some omega three fatty well, acid. So then, and both my parents have had hip replacements. So Uh-oh. I'm always like, oh shit. But yeah, the popping of the hips definitely makes me feel old. I've gotten so used to it though. But seeing this list, I see like wanted to buy a snack and then thought, no, I have food at home. That's totally been me. Are you kidding me? I brought my lunch every day the, the last week I filled oh, in. Yeah, me Instead like I'm starting. Money. Yeah, me. I I start bringing leftovers all the way. I don't know if that's of making me feel old, but like getting my food ready the night before. Or in the I should, morning. I should mention none of this makes me feel old. It makes me feel responsible. Thank you. Like, fiscally responsible. Right? Like I'm looking at one right now where like you want to go out for dinner, but it's like you have chicken in the fridge that you need to cook before it goes bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. that chicken that you bought that's in the fridge was an investment. You're wasting money exactly. if you don't cook it. So sit down and go cook the chicken, get some bell pepper and some onion, make some fajitas. You Cute. know, um that classic dad groan when standing up. Now I have found myself exhale. Like I exhale a lot. I've notice like I'll sit down and whoo that's me (laughs) you're gonna do that more as you get older you so are you know for me it's definitely the like Friday or Saturday night like I'm kind of getting tired or like let's just watch a movie by the fire like now, that noi- type noises. of vibe I'm, I, one of my best friends who's like my brother here in Los Angeles he's dating someone who's in their mid 20s mm-hmm. and every time I'm at his house I'm like oh baby turn that music I feel like okay. I'm competing with the music I can't even <laughs> yes. hold court and have a conversation because the, the tunes are pumping through <laughs> turn it down from a 40 to a 4 because I'm competing with the music no, I'm guilty of that here in the studio Ryan loves to torture me he will turn up the music on the speakers in the studio and he knows the minute it turns up I'll be like my ears <laughs> but then that's real because it's been shown music can be bad for your ears you know, yes Shira like, uh, yes anyway, we know uh, losing hearing and everything but I, I'm not losing hearing but it, I am sensitive to that I'll be like just bring it down and just also down. I see one is like looking forward to going to bed I am that girl yep. who I remember totally. at the end of October I had to go out three nights in a row which is already asking a lot yep. but also there was this rush to get back home to my moisturizer my crisp sheets and I've been reading before I go to bed now like I want to also squeeze in TV but I don't want to get so tired that I can't knock out two chapters of my book that listen that's where I am in life right now and that's also my safe space I feel like we've all been crafting them in the pandemic and sometimes people get on my nerves so and this I'm an extrovert I'm an extrovert (laughs) and a people person but I'd be ready to get home me too (laughs) I hear you on that let us know what makes you feel old at LGT shows where you can find us on social media slide into our DMs Next up, why scientists are saying Earth will have Saturn-like rings. We're going to oh tell you why. Yeah, this is actually really bad. It's coming up next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Okay. I can never say it like Ryan. No, I like it the way you do it. Yeah. So like, 
Mine is mine is different. Yes, Queen. <laughs> okay. Two years after, 16 hockey players joined forces in Boston to become the first entirely transgender sports team in the U.S. Team Trans is a growing group of novice to advanced players. They reunited this past weekend at Capital Ice Arena in Middleton, Wisconsin, to take on the Madison Gay Hockey Association in a weekend friendship series. It's not a competition series. It's a friendship series. What? But I love that. It's like LGBTQ I hate the name. hockey players. Unites. I hate the name. Team, team trans. trans. That's the best you all could come up with. Team I mean, trans. Is, it, it it is representative, but give me a break. Yeah, do, maybe it's something more unique. Maybe you need to start a hockey team. And these are trans men, right? Yes, these are trans Interesting. men. Interesting. I love this. Uh, yeah. So we want to give I love a the big concept, shout out. Hate the name. But yes, well, in this case, yes, King. Yes, yes, Kings. <laughs> exactly. Um, they told NBC News, Mason Lefebvre. Uh, who sounds French? Hey, I love because a lot of hockey players, you know, are from like, Quebec. My my province. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, he said, "I keep meeting people that I've barely spoken to or haven't spoken to directly, and I feel like I already know them in a way just because of the shared experiences that we've had in hockey spaces. It's just casual and comfortable from the start. We're not going to ask each other a bunch of awkward questions that other people might ask if they know we're trans. So yeah, good on them for getting this together. And yes, que- kings." Yes, King. <laughs> now, that also does it for our show today, but we are back tomorrow, same time, weekdays here on Channel Q, live, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, we're getting into some holiday travel advice. Ooh, I'm I'm worried about this. Yeah, and I'll be back tomorrow as well, which I'm excited about. Yes, and you are. Boy, oh boy, do I have a, play, a plane story for you. Oh, I'm excited for that. So that and more coming up tomorrow. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. Thank you, Shar, for joining again on the show. Can't wait to have you back here tomorrow. And stick around for Loveline with Dr. Chris, where he's talking about unlearning in life and how it can help you. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.